0: Hasn't Instagram, Facebook, etc done such a wonderful job at sucking us in? I think it's more about having that open dialogue constantly. What have you seen on social media? What are you thinking about it? Let's have some good critical discussions. Why are you using social media? Do you find that it's helpful for you right now? But I think that it creates a lot of social anxiety and especially with the pandemic, I find that individuals are really fearful to go out and they're like, wait, how do I communicate again in a group?
1: Sarah Gouda and Jim Check from the Now Media Group ask questions, explore topics, and shine a light on the conversations that matter.
2: We're here today with Haley Canagan, registered clinical counselor. Haley, welcome and thank you for coming.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and speak about mental health, and it's really great to have an opportunity to do so.
2: And the topic today is the effects of social media on youth and our mental health.
1: So we're doing this twice because we kind of lost the first recording, so... Hopefully we can <laughs> remember what we were kind of talking about, but we see a lot of, of discussion on, on the news about how social media is really hurting people's psychology and that, especially in, on, on youth, right? Like there the effects of social media on youth. What, um, what, do you, what are your thoughts on social media and, and people's mental health?
0: I think that uh, social media has a lot of benefits and advantages, but it also has a lot of disadvantages. So specifically, I think that so much time is spent scrolling instead of like a reflection of what is purposeful in my life? What do I enjoy? Are my basic biological health needs being met such as sleep, exercise, diet? So I think it becomes a lot of sitting and like viewing and passive engagement rather than like active engagement in one's life.
1: Yeah, is there a lot of like, I don't know, I guess the word FOMO or something, fear of missing out by looking at that kind of stuff? And then I know there's self-esteem issues and self-worth issues. And and Instagram seems to be, according to a lot of the um, news outlets, to be the, the bigger offender.
0: For sure. I think once we start a comparison act, we're no longer experiencing the same joy. So one of my favorite quotes I give clients is, Once we start comparing we're stealing um, our joy. The comparison is the thief of joy And so when we look outward towards an image that may not be true May be very edited or may just be staged for the moment. We no longer feel grateful or appreciative of what we currently have
1: Yeah, and and some of those I I say this to people sometimes because it's always Hard to be satisfied with what you have if you look over the fence and you look over there and somebody else has that and the the media kind of portrays that sometimes with when they compare Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and all those people and say well he has more money today than this guy has and it's always like you're better if you if you're winning this kind of this this race and those comparisons and you'll you'll see on Instagram people with Lamborghinis and and boats and all these kind of like trinkets and stuff like that but I think a lot of people are distracted from actually living their own lives and they're trying to find some for sure. I, I'm not sure what they're I mean you would know better than me what they're trying to find there
0: Well, I think it's a sense of purpose almost like if I look outward of what everyone else is do Maybe then I can identify with what I want to do in my life such as like a young person, right? Like often um, I deal with clients who have existentialism crisis, which means what is the purpose of my existence? And if I look on social media, maybe something will inspire me or if I spend lots of time just scrolling then I don't actually have to take accountability and step forward towards my goals in life.
1: So a lot of parents likely give that phone to in you know, their their child in the hopes of, you know, one that it'll keep them busy and out of trouble. Um, no different than when I was raising children, I gave them the television set and I said, here, watch, you know, like watch a TV show. And, and then I could go do something else while they were occupied. And I, But I think at this time, though, lots of parents may not understand social media enough, whereas the television set was, I guess a lot easier to understand
0: Mm -hmm. well it, it begs the discussion and the argument should parents then educate themselves on social media so they understand maybe or maybe it's a more systemic issue where also schools should be stepping up and having more of a discussion around the advantages and disadvantages of social media and what are the advantages of disadvantages of social media for sure so in terms of like mental health in general is awareness like i think that Like lately, even in my lifetime, I've seen such a decrease in the stigma of mental health, but it's still evidently very present. So more awareness for sure. There's more opportunity for like fundraising for low-cost counseling. So I work in private practice and I will acknowledge it's very expensive. It's not to say that my craft isn't worth a lot of money or a lot of time and energy, but it does create that two-tiered mental health system. So if you cannot afford over $100 an hour for... A mental health counseling hour. You're going to interior health or a nonprofit, and the wait lists are very, very long. So, in terms of like um, fundraising, it allows for some communities, organizations to get their message out, their their mission statement to have more uh, financial means.
1: What what advice would you give parents um, if their you know 14 year old, 15 year old, 16 year old child is spending five to six hours a day on Instagram?
0: Well, I think that like I would have to really, um... Admire my own parents because every evening we always had a discussion about something serious and I think it's always that open communication I don't think it should just be like oh, it's been an hour. You have to cut it off I think it's more about having that open dialogue constantly. What have you seen on social media? What are you thinking about it? Let's have some good critical discussions Why are you using social media? Do you find that it's helpful for you right now? I think it's just like my best advice is always that open communication with your kids
1: So here's a hot button for you. Mm -hmm. Um, 15-year-old, 14-year-old, in that age where it's kind of like they're kind of finding themselves. They want to have a private account. The parent wants to see. Is there privacy issues? or And, and then they're spending a lot of time. Or like, what are the, what are the signs where the parent has to step in and do something?
0: Well, so, like, I will acknowledge that youth is not, like, specifically my specialty. But I would say that a parent is responsible for their children. So I'll take it and leave it as that. <laughs> It is a bit of a quack <laughs> mother for sure. And then, and then it's the,
1: you know, I think, and it's not just any age group, I don't think, on Instagram. it's, it's Obviously, there, there's a, a bigger gambit of especially more of a female audience in the 20s to 30 range on Instagram. That seems to be like, you know, like the, the social platform of choice. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that, that you would offer to that 20-something-year-old and, and that spends a lot of time on Instagram and is not really living their life?
0: Well, again, asking, like, why? Like, why is there so much time in social media? Do you need to find something that's going to bring you a lot of uh, purpose and joy in other areas? Um, I'm in my 20s, and I love going on Instagram, and I admit that I use it sometimes too much, but then I have to be that reflective practice of going, hmm, like why did I spend so much time? Am I just really burnt out? Do I need some time? Can I do that in a more purposeful way, such as like exercise or another coping skill? I think social media has made it really easy for us to just like be passive and sit back. So like for example – Something that really happens a lot is like dissociation. So dissociation is when we kind of zone out or no longer present in our lives. And so it's usually sometimes like a trauma response. If we have too much stimulation or trauma in our lives, we go from that high energy to flip the other spectrum where we're really zoned out. So we all do it. You know, when you like drive home and then you're like, how did I get home? But I obviously got here safely. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you no, kind of don't that. really I've, remember I've the done drive. that. I've dr- yeah.
1: driven through red lights like that and just yeah. like, "Hey, that's
0: a light." <laughs> right, exactly. But what I find with social media and our phones, it becomes that vehicle for dissociation. Like all of a sudden you're looking at your time and it's 4 hours have gone by and you're like, "What happened there?" It just kept you just enough engaged, but passively enough that you're just letting time go by and you're not really feeling your feelings or taking the time to be critical about your well-being.
1: Metaverse Mm -hmm. You've heard of it, I'm sure. (laughs) So that's Facebook's new foray into Mm -hmm. everybody's mind where they don't where you don't have to exist in the real reality and you can Mm -hmm. exist in the metaverse and you can be whoever you want to be in the metaverse. Dangerous or like the best thing ever?
0: Uh, I don't think it's fair to say one or the other. I think it's all about moderation and like deciding what is the purpose of the use of the social media. Like today, podcasts are a form of social media, and I'm wonderful, and it's exciting to be able to talk about mental health. So that's a huge plus right there. But then when it's taking away your ability to really engage in your life and feel good about things, I think that's when it becomes really dangerous. Or you're using it as a way to feel confident. Right, Like, oh, my picture was really wonderful. I got so many likes. I feel so confident about that. It's like, well, what did you actually do in your day outside of that? Of course, some people, like we said, have made lots of money through social media and that's their career and that's wonderful, right? So I think it's just really being reflective in moderation of use.
1: I think that like thing, I mean Instagram tried to do some stuff by not showing the like thing to the other people viewing it. But it's still visible to the user. And and I do know a lot of people that have, you know, that I talk to and and say, look how many likes I got on this. It really is a bit of a, you know, like that shot of endorphins or, you know what I mean? All of a sudden you're just like, that thing got that many likes and how do I get more likes? And it's kind of like, like me kind of thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's accepting, getting accepted in that. And it's kind of, I, I see the metaverse is is a bit dangerous because it's just that at a new level because it's now not only because before you're just kind of looking at a screen in the metaverse you're going to be totally immersed in this which i think would be just another step into the i mm-hmm. uh, granted i also see it as a great learning tool for schools because you can put the kid under under the water and you can touch whales and you can do all kinds like in a learning tool it'd probably be amazing but an escape from reality probably is You know, like if you continually escape from reality?
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly what I'm saying with the dissociation. It is that escape from reality and no longer feeling present in one's body, right? And I think that's where it can be really dangerous because we still have to take care of our well-being every day and be able to be self-sufficient. So when we are no longer present, then we're not really getting to that place. So I, I would agree with you. It could be dangerous, but at the same time, Hasn't Instagram, Facebook, etc. done such a wonderful job at sucking us in? Like, couldn't we almost applaud their ability for doing such an excellent job? Like,
1: (laughs) So what is the role of government and, uh, you know, like parents and people like yourself? How do we, I guess, help people help themselves in this, in this social, this new social world or order?
0: Um, I'm obviously very biased, but I think that counseling or having like a third party outside your immediate social circle would be really wonderful. Like I think that it's really important to have self-development and self-growth and a place that you can feel really well. Sometimes if you're not challenged on your social media use, you might not think it's anything abnormal. So I think that everyone should maybe go into their phones and check their screen time usage and see what their number one app is. And maybe they might be really surprised how often they're on certain apps on their phone. Maybe that can be a great place to set a goal to have that change.
1: Uh, we discussed earlier and I think in the lost version the wellness wheel and that mm-hmm. that sounded really Yeah, kind of like a cool tool for people and if they kind of put I don't know how to maybe explain the wellness wheel and how that could for help sure. people
0: for sure I think that there's also a wellness wheel from the aboriginal standpoint as well like their medicine meal So that was really wonderful. But then the one i'm kind of speaking of more is just um, There's all these different parts of it So obviously it's a circle looks like a wheel and there's different pizza slices within it. So it encompasses like financial emotional psychological um uh, social uh your career and so you would take the time to assess where you are at within each of the spheres of your life and to say am i happy in this area how am i doing how balanced am i so statements could be such as like i exercise at least three times a week in the biological uh, pizza slice and you could say well no but like that is would be really recommended or it could change person to person okay, so maybe that's a great place for me to set that goal, that instead of being on social media, I could make sure to get out, get some exercise.
1: Yeah, if you were honest with yourself, you could actually see the wheel is kind of slanted one way or or weighted or flat in some er other areas, I guess.
0: I always give the disclaimer that if your wheel isn't where you want it, it doesn't mean that you are not a wonderful person, right? We do Mm -hmm. this through a self-compassion approach, like you're wonderful, this is where you are at now, but what an opportunity or a privilege for you to grow and change within your own being.
1: I kind of do this mind body spirit thing, which mm-hmm. is a triangle. But yeah. you know, the wellness wheel sounds you know like a, a great kind of version of the, of a similar type of things. And mm-hmm. try to try to stay balanced in those those aspects of your yeah. life. Um, where do you think like the future goes in in helping people? Like, obviously, I I, I know quite a people, few people that now turn to, you know, help. How can they get more help? Like, like I know you said that's it's obviously expensive or more expensive for some people and there is some free alternatives but they tend to be a long wait time like is it is it is there groups that people can go to or or is it for or is that sure. how oh, you find those on social media and you get sucked in more?
0: <laughs> it depends. Like, I think it's really important. Like, I'm a big proponent of education. So maybe take some time reading about mental health or learning more or um, identifying or aligning with really wonderful, positive psychology-based books would be a great, some really low-cost option, especially if you go to the library, it would be free. So those kinds of things could be a great start. Um, I think that there are groups available. It just depends. Like, I think technology is great lately because a lot of groups are not offered online. So you don't even have to leave your home. So that could become really accessible um, but that's like kind of one of the things i want to bring up there is a really big challenge as to access affordable mental health supports like specifically counseling or groups does social media affect social skills oh definitely i feel like when you see someone um, say something on social media you're like is that take two or take a hundred right like how many times yeah. did they practice that because you can record it watch it before you post it right so you could perform um, differently but I think that it creates a lot of social anxiety and especially with the pandemic I find that individuals are really fearful to go out and they're like wait how do I communicate again in a group or a larger setting or um, am I good enough and so it's really those like constant questioning and like those racing thoughts and uncomfortable body sensations so I think that people may behave a certain way, but then when you meet them in person, they may not be always accurate. So that's always why I take social media with a grain of salt. It's not always true.
1: I've been in restaurants where I've seen tables of younger people, and there'll be like six of them sitting at a table, and they're all on their phones. Nobody's talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And I always make the joke, are you texting each other? Because like, you know, they, they got together to get together, but then they don't spend any time together. And I think that's yeah. that's, I see that as the danger in this metaverse, because most people... When, well, especially when I was growing up, you had, you didn't have all these tools, so you actually had to interact with other people to, to get that, you know, mm-hmm. social. I mean, we're a social creature, that's how you get that kind of like that feel. But mm-hmm. nowadays, I think people can have more of their friends that aren't actually like close contact friends or just like social friends on the Internet.
0: Possibly yeah I definitely um, find that like we've talked about social media is such a, does such a great job at sucking us in and so even in a social in-person group experience you might find people on their phone because it's so entertaining and it gives you that dopamine hit really quickly versus it may not be as rewarding to put all that energy into like a verbal conversation so I think that that's too bad especially since we've all been locked up for so long it's like get out there and communicate and have fun in person um, so it's, it's hard to say really.
1: So COVID has obviously exasperated the, the mm-hmm. issue for a lot of people because yeah. like I said, we are a social creature and then being confined um, has caused a lot of people to even spend more time and energy on. And we've seen that in the, mm-hmm. in the stock valuations of all these platforms. They've, the use rate has gone through the roof. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 how do we combat that? How do people um, help themselves get, get out of that?
0: I think it's like the opposite of like depression is expression so like when we're feeling really low we need to express ourselves, whether that's through a hobby getting activated feeling connected right and so it's very easy sometimes just to sit on the couch and communicate over social media but it's more about what can I do to get out and get going and do something that's enjoyable like we're biological creatures we're meant to be doing like way back when we're meant to like survive find food and all of that now we can thankfully go to the grocery store and buy our food but it changed like the purpose like I think life has changed so much of like it's more about how you are socially regarded Versus just like your family values or just meeting your basic needs I uh, I What that was my next question. Do you feel like social media causes laziness? <laughs> People might not like this, but yes <laughs> I think so well
1: straight up and easy right I I, th- I would have to agree because I think Obviously if you're not moving around and you're just scrolling up it because we all get the same amount of time in a day. We all get twenty-four hours a day. It doesn't matter how rich, how poor you are, you get twenty-four hours a day. If you burn five or six of those hours on social media, and it's not moving you forward to any type of goal or 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 something, whether that be fitness or mental health or or you know like financial gain for your family or for your friends or whatever that is, it, it obviously must be a, a reason. I think maybe it's a great procrastination tool too for some people. Like. If I don't do this, I actually have to get up and do something, right? And it's and it's, Mm -hmm. and and I guess and I'll share this is like, some people they think, there's some success stories on on um, social media where some people are making millions of dollars, and so one day I'm going to make millions of dollars, but they're not going to do that just by scrolling. Those are people that are creating content. I mean, I would have said a long time ago, the kid's playing video games. That's ridiculous. You're never going to make any money <laughs> at that. And turns out <laughs> it's it's bigger than like real sports. <laughs> yeah. People are making millions of dollars off yeah. of it. But but again, those people put the time and energy in to be the best at that field, right?
0: Mm-hmm, definitely. So I think it is a really great distraction tool. If I don't have to pay attention to how I'm feeling, then I'm not going to be in discomfort. And I'm going to laugh at that cat video and I'm going to look at everyone else and I'm going to feel like I'm part of the group instead of really searching inward and going, what would make me happy in this life that I would physically have to do something to achieve?
1: You bring up cat videos and I would say like um, Instagram, we picked on Instagram a little bit here, but I would say like TikTok is definitely like a time suck because it's yeah. full of videos that are kind of ridiculously funny. And, I, and they, they've kind of created that algorithm that's mm-hmm. just like magic right now. Whenever I go on TikTok, all I do is see cat videos, right? <laughs> Obviously, that's what I like. Or that's all there is that exists on TikTok. Yeah. But TikTok definitely seems to be even a, a greater, um, like a draw for people just to burn time.
0: Cause it's just like that highlight reel, it's just like a quick video has a catchy song, right? Or a dance that goes to it, so it does a great job of just highlighting that reward pathway so quickly, right? And so then you find yourself watching the videos, and then it learns what you like, so it gives you more of those videos. But I will say, I will never flip a grilled cheese the same way. <laughs> I have learned, I agree, <laughs>
1: I do get some of the cooking ones, and I have learned some cooking hacks
2: for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you brought up dissociation. Mm-hmm. My question is, how can someone know that they they are they're in this because when you're dissociated obviously you think it's real life and you know it's all the same so how can i know this is happening to me what are the symptoms
0: i think it's like that feeling of being zoned out time goes missing you're not feeling really activated um, your self-care is really starting to slide uh, basic needs are not getting met Um, i think that if someone is fearful of that number one always acknowledge dissociation is normal i do it you both do it it's normal it's just abnormal when we do it most of the time time right so I think that if you're curious if that happens please don't self-diagnose go speak to someone and like kind of have that discussion because it's not abnormal and you can kind of manage it more effectively it's again just more that zoned out feeling numb can't feel my feelings my body doesn't feel like my own that kind of stuff
2: and then you mentioned something about uh, dopamine I want to know why is it that we are addicted to these likes and the sharing why does it make us feel good
0: well It just makes us feel good because it's exciting or it makes us see something new. Like we are programmed to like have our basic needs met. So like before it'd be like, oh wow, we hunted that food and got it. That was exciting. Let's celebrate that. And that would be that dopamine rush. But now it's more like, oh, that cool video. It's so so exciting. That's so interesting and how readily available it is and you can have it so repetitively.
2: And how can we like... Be on social media, but be safe about it. What are What's your advice?
0: I think it's about setting a time limit and also going, okay, this week, how am I going to have my self-care and my wellness? Okay, if that's in a schedule and I'm meeting that met, then if, I would think it would be fine to use social media. Like, why can't we also enjoy ourselves? So it's like that balance of like time limit and like making sure our basic needs and wellness is getting there.
1: If you're the the social media overseer, and and what would you kind of like put out there for for people for guidelines for people
0: oh that's hard because like for example like i love facebook because there's some groups where i connect with other counselors and they give such wonderful suggestions or resources or idea i spent two hours on them before in a day but mm-hmm. i feel like that was helpful for my career right so i don't think i can say but i think it's more did you get your other wellness goals or measures met in that day
1: I like that wellness wheel because I think that's a good way to self. Is there somewhere people can find that on their own to kind of create a wellness wheel?
0: Yeah, for sure. Even if you just Google wellness wheel, there's tons of uh, pictures that come up and you can just grab one of those and you can color it in or use as an assessment for yourself. But I also, part of the reason why I wanted to come today is to encourage individuals to like reach out and have like a counselor. Like we don't need to have mental health support only when we're in crisis, right? What is
1: like the, the path? Like say, like what is the typical path? I know there's no set path like if somebody wants help is that like one session two sessions five sessions or what is the typical kind of like something because somebody might be scared to reach out and they don't they don't what what can they expect
0: well what i would recommend for people is um mental health is not officially like government regulated in bc which can be kind of dangerous so what i say is do some research number one like Go on Psychology Today. Go on the BCACC website, like the British Columbia Association of Clinical Counselors, or Masters of Social Work, and like review people's profiles, see their picture, and then schedule consults. Like all, everyone in the mental health field will be more than happy to give a 10-15 minute consult where they can discuss what they offer, what they think would be beneficial for you as a client, so that you can really find that good fit for you. But I don't think it's a cut dry like. Physiotherapy, where you have like, oh, do these exercises, and that will make your knee less sore. It's really such a subjective thing, and I don't think it's like a one and done. Like I think counseling, you come, you work through some stuff, and you return to your life and enact that, and maybe return to it again. It's not. We always see it as like this crisis-oriented thing: go get help when you're in crisis, but. We don't only go to the dentist when we have, like, a cavity. We go for regular cleanings as well. You know
1: what I mean? So so people should make this part of their wellness checkup kind of thing. Like, go in, have a session. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess it would finding somebody you're comfortable with, because you're going to share. And obviously, this information is kept private. It's not like, you know, you're going to put it on your social media. I just met with this person.
0: No. (laughs) Confidentiality is so important because it creates that safe, non-judgmental space. Like... Don't you find those people in your life that maybe you share about your your day with them and then they go give you their opinion immediately? That can be really invalidating. Isn't it wonderful to have someone to go, hey, I'm I'm here for you. I'm on your team. I'm not going to judge what you say. And like, I'll give you suggestions that are based on like science and psychology and all of that versus someone go, oh, did you do that, right? Or did you try that immediately after sharing maybe about something that's tough for you?
1: How do people find you or how do they, if they want to, like, yeah. book a consult if they want to talk to somebody. Like, how do they find you? On Instagram? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, actually, I don't actually have a very active Instagram for counseling, per se. But I think that going to Psychology Today, you can find me, Haley Canagan. You can look at my picture. You can read my bio. Reach out. I'm more than happy to offer a free consult to see, like, where you're at, if we're right fit. Because not every counselor or therapist or mental health practitioner is going to be able to be as a competent and as efficient with every subset of mental health because it's such a varied area such a spectrum so that's why it's so important to like find the right fit for you that's going to meet your needs
1: so if monetary concerns are some of the like one of the primary concerns for some people do company benefits cover Cover That too is there a certain amount of year that they get towards that that they could use
0: Mm -hmm. Like a lot of benefit plans do cover but again That's always important to ask because some cover psychologists which is a doctorate level some cover like the myself a clinical Counselor with a master's level so it's always important to like check and then I also believe that if I'm in the helping profession I shouldn't only 100% charge my full rate for everyone I always make sure to give like a few of my clients a sliding scale depending on what they can afford because I don't want to limit Limit myself to only be able to help individuals who have that over $100 per hour cost available.
1: Yeah, and I know a lot of people make make decisions on, on dentists and psychologists and, and different things based on the cost. Because, you know, to them that seems like, well, I can do without, right? Mm-hmm. And likely it's probably a good investment if, if they look at it as an investment in themselves. And I say that too about learning, that people need to invest an hour a day in learning. Just an hour a day of learning and then maybe reward yourself with some... Nonsense right? yeah,
0: For sure, right? Like if you were to stop someone in the street and ask them, what do you want for your life? I would I would bet that they'd say I want to be happy.
1: hmm I think well, that'd be the thing. Yeah,
0: so okay find that happiness like you have to create it we aren't born in this world happy you're you come out of the womb and you're crying for goodness sake right so like you have to create that happiness by what you do how you engage in life your perspectives that you hold the beliefs that you hold right and so those are the type of discussions that in counseling that can be had
1: isn't happiness more a result of you achieving something or doing something though too as opposed to like an actual state well i'm just
0: I think for you, Jim, I think that's just showing me your belief system. Like it Hmm. sounds like that you take a lot of joy and happiness from achieving things, right? But some people might find a real lot of joy and happiness by feeling peaceful or feeling time, like quality time with their family. Good point. Right? So I think that's where in counseling, it's important to like have those types of conversations and that type of awareness to decide, how do I have that happiness in my life? Awesome. Mm -hmm. And yeah, my final question is,
2: Haley, how many women have you helped and sorry how many people have you helped since starting and what is your advice on people how like how would someone deal with anxiety or
0: stress that they're getting from social media and such I have helped a lot of people which is wonderful and I have many more people to help in my lifetime which is also really wonderful so I see on average like 25 people a week that just works for me because I don't have too too many responsibilities in my life currently and I'm really much career focused at this time um, but my advice for managing anxiety is going well, why are you anxious? What are you thinking about? What is like a small shift in your day that you could do to slow it down? What? How can you find your breath again, right? How could you do things for your own self-care? And maybe be more open to the idea of having someone to support you. Maybe it's a once a month kind of check-in for someone to give you those suggestions, right? So part of the reason I really wanted to come today is make it sound like counseling isn't so scary, right? So many of my clients come and they're like, I don't know what to talk about. I'm like, that's OK. That's my job is to su- support you to open those discussions up.
1: That was, the, I think, my last question, too, is like, what can people expect on their first session? Because obviously there's mm-hmm. some apprehension when they want to have to reveal, yeah. you know, like some people think they need to go there and reveal all their deepest, darkest secrets. Like what mm-hmm. like what's the time length? What what typically happens in a session?
0: I think it varies practitioner to practitioner. But my job in the first session is to make my client feel welcome right if they're really fearful of me or the counseling session then we're not going to be able to get anywhere so it's really about developing that rapport like if you meet a friend or someone for example and you're like wow I really like them I feel really connected like it's just such a different dynamic and that's why it's so important to do those consults to find the right fit for you but in the first session it generally is making yourself feel comfortable feel welcome doing a little bit of an assessment I know that sounds like a scary word but like what does your life look like currently what's going on what's some of your history possibly and then maybe setting like a direction or an intention that you'd like to head with the counseling
2: are there uh, any important uh, subjects that we miss that you'd like to discuss on the topic of social media
0: um not particularly um i will say like again my focus isn't youth overall but like i think there's a lot of pros and cons it's just that level of awareness that you hold with social media why am i using it is it beneficial for me or is it getting to a place where it's not beneficial any longer
1: like most things like uh, a double-edged sword right it can be a great tool like the facebook groups and that And overuse in the wrong way can be a, you know, I I always use a saying is like a hammer is a great tool to build a house, but a lousy tool to make pancakes.
0: For sure. Definitely.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, thank you, Haley, for being with us. And uh, yeah, we appreciate
0: you coming here. Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: That's the end of today's conversation. If you have any topics that you'd like to have featured, please email Sarah Gouda at sgouda at nowmediagroup.ca. That's S-G-O-U-D-A at nowmediagroup.ca.